You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the Rangers Ravel podcast match. Um, we've had some severe internet problems for quite a few folk. So, um, welcome along to the uh, UEFA Europa League semi final first leg match reaction. RB Leipzig 1, Rangers 0. Um, I honestly don't think I can fault. Many people in a Rangers shot the night. I thought we were fantastic. It took a, a wonder goal um, to separate the teams. Uh, I'm joined by Scott Kerr, Mark and Stu. Gentlemen, good evening. Before I come to the guys, big thank you to everybody watching. Big thank you to everybody who watched the preview as well. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please do like and subscribe and turn the notifications on so you never miss a live show. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a wee retweet, a like, and, and also put your comments in on Twitter as well, because they do come up and we do see them and we'll, we'll read them out. Um, so look, guys, plenty to get through. Um, Mark, you're only on as a sub until somebody else with better internet hopefully comes back on. Um, <laughs> Happy to be here. Look, a uh, one-nil defeat away in Germany. Um, like I say, I can't... I, I, we'll go through some individual performances. We'll go, we'll go through the team performances. Um, but look, it's still a lot to play for. Look, would I took one nothing before the before the game started? I'd have been, I'd have a hand after you for one nothing. So all to play for. I think it's perfectly balanced. I think probably we showed them a wee bit too much respect, but um, there's no shame in a one 0 defeat over there. Probably the way we we, we lost the goal and the timing, eighty five minutes. I bet I sore one to take, but. As for us, I mean, they they come to Ibrox. I think they're in trouble if we get them at Ibrox. Full crowd, rocking. I think they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. So it's obviously, look, it's a difficult one to take. It's a late goal. 
Um, obviously, it puts them in pole position. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, but but look, same point to you, mate. It's still all to play for. I thought we were fantastic tonight. Um, look, there's there's maybe a, one or two things we could have done better. But look, we've came away from Germany against a top top team. Let's not forget. Um, we, we, I say just, but look, a one 0 defeat isn't great. But we're still in this tie. Yeah, hundred percent. Um... It's, diff- it's difficult on fun laws, really, because I wasn't too sure what Gio was doing at the start with the setup, but I think in the end you could, you could see that it was we were going there to, to have something to take back to Ibrox. We have got something to take back to Ibrox, I think, even a one 0 defeat. It's just a bit deflating in it the way it's the way it's happened right at the end of the game. I don't think we deserved that with uh, with the performance we put in defensively, but um, I think there was enough in that game, enough in the moments in the game to you know, to, to encourage us that we can get out there at Ibrox, especially with that crowd beyond us. They've even mentioned it in their interviews, the Ibrox crowd. So, um, yeah, 100%. We've got it all to pay for. And uh, I'm still confident. I'm really confident that we're, we'll go do it. Well, I mean, Kerr, we'll, we'll obviously look, we'll go through the game. We'll go through some individual performances. Um, but just to kind of cut towards the end, um, second half, we looked a far better team. I think that's fair to say. I think Gio made a few a few tweaks. Um, and look, Denzel Merrick's put the comment in, heard a lot about uh, RB Leipzig, didn't see it game on, fair enough. To be honest with you, I was expecting better from Leipzig. What I've heard, I don't watch all, I've not really seen them much, but I was expecting a lot better. They came out of the traps quite fine, but we would be the shape we were sitting back. Second half, we were better, we controlled the ball better, we had more touches in the ball, we were trying to go up the park. Have you seen Tav getting high up the part? I thought Aribo done really well tonight. He just tried to hold the ball up and bring another one to play. To be honest with you, I think the subs called it for us. I think, I think the subs, I'm not saying they were poor subs or anything like that. I just think when they come on at the wrong times and they called the game for us, I think after the last 50 minutes, both teams didn't look in their shapes for really at times because they're obviously just leggy and the way the lot of football we've been played. And I, I don't think there's much between the teams, to be fair, but... I don't think a substitution helped us when it should have. And I think the wrong guys are taking off, but that's another that's another debate. I know. Do you know, Mark? I, I really I don't, I don't want to be negative at all because I thought we were really really good. And first first half more defensively, I thought we were fantastic. I thought we were excellent. We had nothing up front at all in the first half. He changed it, put a evil kind of through the middle, um, and we looked a bit better offensively <laughs> in the second half and still solid um, at the back, but. Does Scott have a point, Mark? Did the subs kill it? Was it... i seen a few folks saying Sands instead of Davis confused them. Jack coming off. Did the subs help? I, th- I could see what he was trying to do, but I think he was trying to see it the game. And sometimes that... that it's either kills you or cures you, doesn't it? It's one of the ones that's... Um, I would have kept a rebo and I would have kept him as a focal point, even for the fact that... He, Realistically, he's the only one that was holding up the ball. Anytime the ball went out of the park, it was just going straight back to us. And don't get me wrong, we were good, our shape was good, and we defended well. Every man knew their, knew their role, and we looked compact and we looked hard to beat. And they never really get much out of us. I mean, they never really created many chances. So, for that point of view, it was great, but it was just what we're out ball. Every time the ball went out of the park, it just comes straight back at us. And when a rebo come on, I would have kept a rebo in that in that central role mm-hmm. and I brought Sakala on the right hand side. I don't know why he put Sakala through the middle. Mm-hmm. Um 
you can see what he was trying to do. Fresh legs, sands, more defensive-minded, likes, knows his shape, can, is good in the tackle. You can see what he was trying to do. Maybe heavier legs, Sakala, a bit of pace, ball over the top. It never worked, like Kerr said. It, it never worked. And as I said, but look, hey, bright side, look at the bright side here. We're 1-0 mm-hmm. down. And this side... I don't think are as good as what we what we we expected and what we got told how good they were. So I don't think they were any better than Dortmund. And I, I, I think Dortmund got a fright when they came to Ibrox and seen that crowd. And I think this mob will get even more of a fright when they come to Ibrox and see that crowd. Did we give them too much respect to, especially in the first half? Yeah, I think when we started, we definitely did. Um, we were sitting far too deep. But I think one of the one of our main issues was right in Kent just up top, you know, we, it was no mm. outfall whatsoever for us. Um, you know, every every lump up the field just comes straight back, straight back under pressure, sitting deep. We couldn't get hold of it in midfield at all. Um, but yeah, I think I think the players just grew in confidence, to be honest, as, as it went on. Like, um, you know, players like uh, Kamara and that was, <laughs> I don't think he was outstanding, but for, for large parts of the first half, I thought he was doing enough. Um, we started to recycle possession a bit more. And uh, yeah, so we were, we were starting to get the pitch off though, just towards the end of that. I thought the whistle came at a bit of a bad time for us. But um, yeah, definitely at the start, too much respect for them. Um, and I think by the end of it, we're seeing that I don't think we need to um, we need to show them that eyebrow. Certainly not. Before the game, Kerr, um, although it does look like Kerr's froze, because that is quite a scary-looking face. <laughs> isn't it? That's definitely not the face of a man that's in the conversation, is it? Nah, he's, he's gone. He looks like some kind of Sith Lord, doesn't he? Just, um, some sort of crazy serial killer, look. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> going to take that off. That's how you're starting to... It's rough <laughs> uh, Mark, look, before the game, you hosted, obviously, the, the preview. It looked, we were all confused about what team he was going to play. We didn't know how they were going to set up. But it was definitely in that, especially in that first half, it was a 5-3-2, wasn't it? Yeah, it looked like a 5-3-2 every day of the week. And it looked like a proper fiver. Was there was there very many wing backs in there? It was yeah. definitely a fiver at the back. Um and I think second half he went he went five four one. Um but it's one of them I, I can understand what he done, but for me, like Stu said, I think they we've showed him far too much respect. I really do. And I understand why he's done it. There's a lot of there's a lot of square pegs in round holes there. Um, and I think he's tried to he's tried to use his personnel the best he could. Um, look, we've said it a million times. Morelos is massive. See if Morelos is playing there, we don't play three at the back. We don't play five at the back. Morelos is on that side. So I think that's the issue. The issue is that we've not really had a focal point, and and I think he tried something different. Mm-hmm. And that's okay trying something different against Motherwell and St Johnston and do you know what I mean? It, it's it's all right trying something different against Lesser. In Europe, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't it look um uh Walter Smith done it all the time, didn't he? It, it it's something there was always a there was always a curveball and it always seemed to work for Walter, but it's one of them ones that you can try it and it works and he's a genius and as I said, the problem is I don't think he had much, much more option. I think he had to go with what he had, and I think he had to try and change his system to try and play against that team. And 
there been a different system if we're playing Motherwell, but that's just how it went. It, it was, it was as I said, square pegs and round holes. I know, but look, on, on a massively more positive note, care. Um, are you with us, care? Um, You're delayed, but enough. You're like moving. I'm not going with the words, so I don't know if it's meant on the ears. As long as you just tell you what, it's like like somebody's dubbed you. (laughs) Don't worry, folks. Cares a couple of seconds behind, but you will still answer. Um, On a far more positive note, care. um, If we take a look back at that first half, yeah, we didn't have much going forward, and we have constantly said on on this show and and it's been brought up on other shows that when we sit back, we can't do it. Defensively, we're poor. I thought defensively tonight we were outstanding. I thought we were really good. Yeah, I thought we kept our shape really well. Our discipline was really good. I think if you get the two bits right, then you're going to perform well. And everybody knew their job they had to do, and they were helping each other when one was getting beat. I thought Ryan Jack was good at doing that. And I, Lundstrom was just sitting between the centre-backs. Yeah and just clearing up a lot of the stuff there and Tav and Borna when they getting forward. So the back five is very compact and Kamara I thought could have done a wee bit more at times eh, but I thought eh, Ryan Jack was superb but I think we were hard to break down and we've seen that and I think that's what troubled them. But also you get frustrated because obviously guys like Tav and Borna they want to go forward because that's their game so they're getting frustrated not to go up, not to chase things and then it's a hard shift for the guys up front like maybe Kent and Right, because they're having to chase a lot of balls and they're really going to get and if, if they if they do catch it, the boys are about a distance behind them because they're keeping their shape. So but I thought we defended well and to be honest we, we I didn't want to go there and attack them because we didn't want to I didn't want to get well beat. So defensively we were fine. It was just then I got to the end so both is both teams lost their shape a bit and it, it was getting frustrating. But I know they scored right to the death, but saying that the boy missed a Saturday early on, didn't he? So mm-hmm. suppose that was kind of no payback for that, but he should have been one up with him. He missed that was just made me old Peter Van Rossen. He'd have been sitting thinking to himself, listen, I'd have scored that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but the thing is, Van Rossen wouldn't have scored that. Um, <laughs> but no, but Stu, I want to label the point a bit because I feel as if, you know, Goldson and Bassey especially deserve a, a mention and I want to come on to Bassey a bit later on. Um, but just, just sticking with that first half, we've heard so He's away. I'm back. There you go. I don't know what happened there. We've heard so many times this season, Stu, about how poor this Rangers defence is, how it's cost us a league. And do you know what? That might be true. Um, but just for, for where we are right now in the semi-final, a European competition against an, a quality, quality side who can afford to spend millions and millions more than what we can, I thought Goldson, Tav, uh, Bassey, Maybe not so much Barisic. We'll come on to him a bit later. But 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 Goldson and, and Bassey tonight at centre back were phenomenal. Yeah, tremendous. Um, I was actually a bit worried when I saw that Bassey was in centre because uh, one thing he does that frustrates me is he seems to um, he seems to have these like lapses in concentration where it, these simple balls come over and they'll just air swipe and and they're in behind. But um, he may have had one early on, but apart from that, I thought he was he was brilliant. And what what I really liked that he did was. Um, we, we moved Lundstrom back quite quickly. And I love that this thing that Gio's identifying danger men. And when we drop into this five, this guy's getting it 30, 35 yards out. And Bassey steams out of defence to go and meet him head on. 
and we just cover inside every time and it was it was just disrupting their play so much in the build-up because you could see that they you know a bit like Dortmund they could play these sort of tight triangles around in the middle of the pitch um, but we just weren't giving them any room to do that at all and, and Goldson um, you know, I know a lot of people love it. I've, I've been quite a big critic of him this year, but I, you know, he was unbelievable tonight. It was that was Goldson of last year tonight. Um, that sort of goal saving tackle, um, right at the end, uh, right the early on, sorry, in the first half, this was absolutely brilliant. Um, and I just think that Nkunku didn't really, he didn't really get his, I know he had that big, big chance, and I think he did have another one, but he didn't get, he didn't get much of a sniff apart from that. I mean, he wasn't, I don't think it was his day at all, he wasn't really doing what he would usually do. And and I think that was sort of emanating onto the rest of their team as well. And they were starting to get frustrated. And I don't think it was a, it was a surprise that they were showing signs of frustration before they've obviously hit a wonder goal. Um, but yeah, I can't praise that defence high enough tonight. They were absolutely brilliant. I know. And look, Mark, I've mentioned that, you know, we struggled to get up the park in the first half. But during that was kind of Geo's tactics. It was it was quite simply in the first half, we do not concede. We 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 keep it tight and we try and get the ball up, but the most important thing is not to concede. I think you're horrible, Zan, right? Yeah. I think that um his his whole outlook was was we're, we're looking to try and keep this as a decent result and looking looking with one eye on Irox. I think that um that was his plan. His plan was get compact, defend well, um, and as I said, all to play for at Ibrox because they know how. <coughs> excuse me, how um, big the Ibrox crowd is. See behind this team, um, it's phenomenal. So I think that was exactly what he was like. He was looking for. Second half care. Now I'm not a. I'm not a tactical man, um, but what did Gio do in that second half to kind of help the team out? Because is it just as simple as putting a river through the middle? Is that, is that what completely changed the whole dynamics? I think we just moved out the park more. I think the fullbacks came up, midfield came up a wee bit, and we weren't sat in so deep, and Joe came more into the middle, and he was holding the ball up, he was bringing ours into play. Kent had Borna behind him and Scott Wright had Tar behind him, whereas in the first half, I never really so they were doing a lot of their stuff themselves. You see, in the first half, they were two and two, and I can't remember who it was that played the long ball, I think it was actually Tar, but it was a poor ball. But if I caught it right, Kent and Wright and had two against two if they put the ball down, but it never happened. But there was a big gap between the two and the rest of the team, whereas in the second half, there wasn't much a gap. So we're getting support to him, you've seen that with the shot with Ryan Kent. It kind of went across the middle. It wasn't a shot, it wasn't a cross. It was kind of in between, and that's how Tav kind of get it at the back post. So I think we should be had to change it because we knew they were tired as well because they put a lot of the first half of the ball. When you're chasing the ball, you have to try and get it because if you don't, you can't do that for 90 minutes. But we got into the game, we looked, we had a couple of chances, which to be fair, never had in the first half. And if we could have maybe took one of them, but we never. But they were always a threat. What I know, mean, was they found us hard to break through in the first, but the second half, a couple of long balls get through quite easy. And that was because, mm-hmm. just because we were further up the park. So it was either from the attack because they were going on the long ball route because we knew when we were sitting deeper, it was hard to pass around us. But I just think he made... Gio's tactics have been fine the last few games because I was critical at first. But he's been fine the last few games. The tweaks he's made. Scott Wright, to me, tonight proves an SPL player. And it's not against Scott Wright. I just feel we need better. But when you're missing players like Morelos and Ruth, Ramsey and Hadji, 
we're always going to be up against it. They four guys are massive players for us, and I know Ramsey's not been here a while, but he's got quality. But Marellis and Ruth up front, I think that's probably. I know everybody's looking forward to next week. I don't want him to be the glass half full guy, but we need we need somebody back fit. We need to get Ruth back at least, even if he's seventy eight percent. You play him because I'm I'm feeling up front with Sakala. Sakala to me is not good enough. Still, I know he's had his moments, but he's still mm-hmm. not good enough. Look, just when you, when you get just on the boys that were missing bring a lot of intelligence, a lot of game intelligence to to um, our team. That hold up play and that just just being cute is um, massive, absolutely massive. And we miss that, as I said, Hadji Hadji get stick left, right, and centre. But see when he's not on the side, you, you miss that sort of a. Just that intelligence, that kind of knowing when to hold the ball up, knowing when to release the ball, playing for a foul, getting his up the park, um, even a wee, a wee through pass as well. And it's something that at this level you really, really need. You need players that are intelligent. You need players that are, have got that game intelligence as well. And it showed a wee bit tonight the fact that when the ball went up the park, it just, it just wasn't sticking. People want to be clever about it. They want to be cute. It was, uh, and, and as I said, you miss that massively. And these players, like the likes of Hadji and even Ramsey, to a certain extent as well, all of them have got that in, in abundance. And you miss that, especially in Europe. I mean, you can get away with it without that in, in SPL. But in Europe, that's massive. And you really, really kind of put a price on that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to come back to that. But um, just a big thank you, to everybody watching. Um, please do like and subscribe and, and click the notification bell so you don't miss any shows. Um, you can, of course, join as a member um, to get priority response in the comments and custom emojis. But you can also um, support the podcast by doing super chats. Um, and if you do a super chat, regardless of where we are, when we're talking, if there's a super chat in it, I'm going to come to it and I'm going to bring it up. So it's going to skip us right to the end and then we're going to come back to what we're talking about. But Stu, um, Leds Apalgo Treble 7 has has put in a a £5 super chat. Thank you very much. And he says, I agree. We were great tonight. Does playing that way again turn this around? And if not, how do we win? Um, Now, obviously, that's what I'm I'm going to come on to talk about later. Um, But, Stu, I'll get you to answer that quickly. Um, Do we play like that again in the second leg? And if if not, how do we play to turn the game around? I don't think we play like that. I think, um, you know, one nil down, we've got got to go for it somewhat. it's going to depend on personnel, really. Uh, if we've got Ruth back, it's going to change the dynamic of the team. Um, if we haven't, if we've got to go with that again, I'd be tempted to go with Rebo through the middle. Um, but uh, he was he was very, very good. Um, yeah, no, I don't think we could do that. As, as good as it was tonight, I think we were going there to get a result, to take back to Ibrox and, and then impose our game on them uh, next week. It's going to be a tough one. Um, but yeah, I think it, we can't start right. I like Wright, and I think, you know, if, you, if you're being really kind to him, you can maybe say that he hasn't had loads of games to play to, to really get up to that level. But um, realistically, probably out of depth. Just, mm-hmm. you know, a bit like Sakala, you know, they just don't really seem to have that footballing brain. It's like they've, they've clearly got talent, um, but just, yeah, like some of that, I think they sort of have in the first half going through and, and looking for support. And 
Wright's just running into nowhere, absolutely nowhere. I think in the end, he just strolls offside and, and we lose the ball. And it's just like moments like that, you know, we've got to be able to get out of the park and the ball's got to stick and it's not going to stick with Wright and it's probably not going to stick with Sakala. So um, I think we go exactly like we did with Braga. Again, depending on personnel, but we've, we've just got to sort of hit him with the thunder. Hopefully the crowd um, are on it again because that, that's been some of the best atmosphere I've seen ever. Um, and as long as they are, I think, you know, especially if we get an early goal, I think we'll, I think we'll stroll it if we get an early goal tomorrow. So I think it absolutely kill them. But um, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting anyway, either way. But yeah, mm. that's how I'd go. It'll just, again, that personnel is massive. Um, I, I don't think we can underestimate how big a loss Maria loss is. And then when you take away Morelos and then you take away Roof, it just it changes the dynamics um, so, so much. But just go back to the game quickly, Mark. Uh, and Coco, the, the man that we heard all about that was going to destroy us, that was going to score six, seven goals against us, we were going to, we were going to lose this tie handsomely because of Nkoko. Um Again, I thought our defence midfield dealt with him superbly, but he did have... He had a couple of chances, but he had one massive chance. Um, he goes round Alan McGregor. McGregor makes himself big, um, but he's got to score that, has he not? He should have scored that. I mean, um, I think probably when you look at it, his second touch to try and take him past McGregor is just a little bit heavy, and he takes a third touch to try and control his heavy touch, and that just brings him too wide. And when he's hitting it, he's off balance, and he's, he's sliced it. But I tell you what, in all seriousness, the boy is a player. That boy is good. We played well against them and we shepherded them well, marshaled them well, but you can see that boy's got talent. That boy's very, very good. But um, it should have definitely scored one at least. I think there's a header as well that he should have done better with. See if he went cross went across the goalie with that header. It was in all day, every day. Mm. Um, but really good player. Um, and I think that there's a lot of hype about him and stuff, but he looks he looks apart, he looks very, very sharp. But to be fair, I think we're three centre halves done really, really well against him. I think they, they marshaled him well. Um, but it should have it should have come away with at least a goal. But look, I'm happy. I'm happy he's he's uh, no happy at all. I'm happy that he's come off that part think he's just scored two. So I'm over the moon with that. Mm. Look, Jedi Bob's put a great comment in. I'm going to come back to in a minute. Um, Johnny D's pick. <laughs> Meanwhile, Brendan Rodgers and Jose Mourinho are playing each other in a lesser competition. Let that sink in, folks, by the way. Let, let that tell you um, exactly where we are. Um, but Kerr, yeah, well, I've seen a few people in the comments going, I but look, he was off balance, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if that's a Rangers player through and goal and that happens and you get that chance, you would be raging if he puts it wide. You would be, I said that earlier, didn't I? With Van Bossen, but there's other players missed chances as well. But I think McGregor did make himself back, and Mark did touch on him. He took a heavy touch, but Borna was flying as well. It was Eddie's eyes that might have put him off. And I think it's one of the things he probably, if you ask him himself, he always says, I should have scored that, and he probably should. Come back into the header when Mark was talking about. I thought, oh, McGregor should come out for that, man. The ball mm-hmm. travelled a yeah. fair distance. Yeah. McGregor seen that ball coming for a long way arranged, still stood rooted in his line and that gave Bassi a hell of a job to get back because he's pedalling back this guy's running and Bassi done melt kind of put him off but really McGregor well. McGregor has him out for that and I know even McCoy's in the commentary wanted to slag McGregor didn't he want to slag him too much because it's his mate but even he said the goalkeeper's got to come for it and that's the difference Mc- 
you seen the says Almer a great shot stopper. But if I John McGottin in goal, he comes out for that cross ball. I know it's all I've seen, but but you are gonna have to find uh, we're gonna have to find somebody who can do both, I'm afraid, because you want you want your goalie to come out for the hangs, but no, the boy has a good player you you're talking about and we did keep him quiet to be fair because he's not scored a lot of league goals, I think there's a lot of goals he's scored in Europe, and he's scored quite a few in Europe and seventeen. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So I know they beat Man City, you know, Bank Man City were through and they put a week inside, but they still had to go to his, the empty hard and beat them and they did, so it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Should we have a wee discussion about that, Kerr? No, let's not, shall we? Um, I, look, Stu, the question's got to be asked. Um, I've only seen it a, a couple of times when I was watching the game. I haven't watched it back. There's always going to be, when McGregor's playing... Look, Kerr's absolutely right. When that ball comes in, he's got to come and get that. Like, that's his ball. And I think you can even tell, watching the game, McGregor knows it's his ball, and he, and he should get it. Um, but look, corner comes in. I actually thought Fashion has a decent header. It's, it, it's far out, you know. Uh, you'd be happy with that as a defensive header. Angel, you know, hits it on the volley. It's a great strike, and it goes in. Um, is it a wonder goal, or should McGregor do better? I think it's a wonder goal. I think I don't think you can argue it really. I mean, I haven't seen it back a fair few times. I've only seen it um, sort of at the time, um, but it's, it's almost under him before he's before he's even reacted. Um, I saw a few people saying there was he was sort of unsighted as well. A couple of players in the way. Um, it's just unfortunate. I don't. It's, the strike's so good. It's so so good. Um, I actually, I actually think if Sakala misses it, Lundstrom probably gets a better header out. But he you does. can't argue. You know, if he's if he's not called him, Sakala no, has made no. that ball out. So. Um, yeah, I think it's a one strike. I don't think we, we can do anything. It's just unfortunate for us, really. And you know, with regards to McGregor, I'd have McLaughlin at this stage. I think, especially in that game tonight, we needed to recycle possession a bit more. Um, as soon as they press him, it's up the field. Kent and Wright is coming straight back. Is it's just it wasn't working. And you know, I love I love McGregor, but I think um, you know you mentioned that one with uh, Nkunku, but there was another one. They sort of floated one over. And he sort of looks like he's coming. He looks like he's coming. And then he starts waving Barisic into play. And yeah, yeah, yeah. What can he do? Point. I mean, yeah, he's, he's have to try and take it clear. So I think he just unnerves the defence at this point, especially with balls in the air. So, um, yeah, it's McLaughlin all day for me. But I don't think you can blame McGregor at all for the goal. No blame at all, Mark, towards McGregor. No, that's a great strike. I mean, the, the, the dip as well on it when he hits it. That it just bounces, just bounces in front of him as well. So I mean, and it comes through, it comes through a rake of, of players as well. So you can't blame him for a goal. I mean, I, I, I've been McGregor's biggest, biggest um, fan for God knows how long. I've come on here and um, fought his case, um, but the for me, I, I said, I said in the, the, the preview, and I said in pods before, I think that. With their high press, I think he'll got a lot of balls at his feet and his distribution is just no good enough. It's as simple as that. I love him and I think he's a legend, but it's horses for courses, I'm afraid. As I said, I've backed him to the hilt, but you need to be able to do in the modern game, you need to be able to have be good with a ball at your feet. And look, coming for crosses is bread and butter for a goalkeeper. That's that's your that's your staple. And Coming for crosses and shortstops is, is what you do. That is your job. So, just as I said, I, I thought McLaughlin, I think he, there's a bit of nostalgia and that's why um, 
That's why Gio's playing him. I think that he's playing him because he knows that in a in a one on one situation or a shot or somebody coming through, which he showed tonight as well. It made himself big for that boy, and that boy missed. Does McLaughlin do that? I don't know. But as I said, that's that's what he's good at. He's good at shot stopping. He's good at one on ones. He's good at penalties. He's good at when when uh, somebody's coming through. So, but for me, McLaughlin comes and takes that out of the sky. And there was a couple of the night that that is that. And and when I don't know about you guys, but anytime we get a corner, I start to panic. A corner against us, sorry, I start to panic because I know that a ball into that six yard line is causing all sorts of chaos because. Centre halves want a goalie to come and command his area and come and get it. Because let's face it, he can jump with his hands two foot higher than anybody else can jump with their head. So it's, it's a no brainer for him to come and get it. But just as what it is, he's going to play him. He's going to play him at the end of the season, and and that's just going to be done with. I think he'll be done at the end of the season. But I don't think, although we're talking about it, McLaughlin should have been and coming coming for balls and stuff like that. I don't think anything's going to change. Care yeah. should as what channel member TV sixteen forty two should Kent be closer to Angelino? Right, Ryan Kent said it. he was on the run. I think he was on the run to go and get the ball, but it wasn't over the defender's head. He must have realised that and he's running it across to try and get him because I think maybe thought it was going to go so he could take it out, but maybe. But. Like I say, it was a great strike by the guy, and you can't fault. If somebody scored a Ranger strike like that, we'd be talking about a goal for mm-hmm. the next 10 years. So it was a great strike. You'll probably never have that one like that. But I do agree. I don't think, I don't think McGregor's at fault for letting that in, but I thought he should have come out for the corner. I mean, Sakala's in the, in the six yard box headers that McGregor could come out for that. It's only Sakala he goes to. I thought he should have done that. So I should have come out for the corner. But, but look, right, okay. Let's go back to the. The positive stroll look. We have lost one now, which is obviously never great, right? You don't want to lose games. But like I've, I've previously mentioned, we're playing against a top team in a semi-final in a European competition. And Jedi Bob, I think this is a brilliant comment. Um, Leipzig have scored in every game in Europe this season. They scored five against City, Man City, and two ties, and four against PSG over two ties. So one now is a great result. Look, losing is never great. But in, in terms of the context of the tie and where we sit, when you look at results like that and you look at the, the performances that Leipzig have had and you look at how we played, to come away for there with the tie still in the balance, I, I still think it's in the balance. I still think we've got a fantastic opportunity to go to the final. Could you have asked for more? Not really. I think, you know, first and foremost, we had to get a result. or well, not get a result, but come back with the tie still alive. And I think we've done that. Um, I'd have taken one nil before it kicked off. Absolutely, it was. I would have taken it around that time because I thought we were we were quite comfortable in the match at that point. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it was really deflating. And, and now we've got to pick ourselves back up and you know go play two very difficult ties. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think we should be positive about it. It's. Um, I think Jedi pointed out there the goals they've scored, and in Europe all season they've been very very good, especially away, which is going to be another test for us. Um, and even in the league, their form's been really, really good. We've heard so much about them, especially the boy up top. So, you know, I was a bit worried going there. Um, you know, I hadn't been that worried since Dortmund. I wasn't really fussed with Red Star. I wasn't fussed with um, uh, Braga either. 
thought we'd comfortably win those. Um, but yeah, Leipzig, I was, I was really worried about tonight. And I'd, I'd say the positives for me is that I don't think they're as good as I thought they were. And um, yeah, hopefully I'm, I'm backing us. I, I really think we're going to do it. Really, really good. Yeah, let's have a wee look here at some individual performances. And the reason that I'm coming to you first is because I want to come to a man who you've previously said that you like, but you don't think that he's up to the standard of Rangers. He played at centre-back tonight when, you know, he quite possibly could have played at left-back if Balogun started. Um, Calvin Bassey. Um, genuinely, honestly think... I'm actually struggling for words to describe his performance tonight. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. He was really good, Martin, and I will say, yeah, I did say that right at the start of the season, if you remember, but I did, about five, six pods ago, I did say I've made a mistake in Bassey because... No, no, but I like to bring it up, Kerr, because you're nine times out of ten, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I'm just glad he was really good, and I thought... I thought, but I like him at centre back. I know a lot of people don't like him there because I think a full back he still lacks delivery. Uh, but I like him at centre back because he's strong. Mm-hmm. He can recover at times when he does make a mistake. But he plays with his head up and he's good at running with people. He doesn't like a lot of people don't get by him just because he's a unit. Basically, he's a big unit, and you don't. A lot of people don't get by him. But I just think he's a really good defender. And I think he's he's learning for Conor Golson. Since he's come in and now he's learned a lot for the Rangers play, especially next to Conor Golson. And I think that's the reason why Odeo plays him now before Balligan, because Balligan makes mistakes more than Bassey does. And I think that's how Geo goes to Bassey. Mm-hmm. I know. And Mark, look, I've, I've, I've previously said that Bassey at centre-back a little bit scares me. Um, I, I, I much prefer him at left-back. And we'll come on to Barisic in a minute. I just felt if we had him at left-back then I it might have helped a bit more going forward and even defensively. Um, but you can't have him in both positions, unfortunately. No. Uh, but again tonight, you know, for me, there's nobody else that touches him for man of the match. Yeah, the big, see the big fella, the big fella, I've said it before on here that, that I think that him playing centre-back in Europe works for us. I think that the, the reason being is that there's no a lot of balls into the box. It's all uh, very much a, through in the channels, through balls, playing run about, nice, nice intricate stuff in Europe. I think the big fella on the deck and aggression wise is brilliant. I mean, he's he's, he's a great centre. See if see if Basic had head of the ball. See if he was a good header of the ball. Which he's getting better at, by the way. He's day. getting better at. No, 100%. But see if he could header the ball. Bassey wouldn't have been Rangers. Bassey would be... Somebody would be snapping him up for silly money because he's got everything. He's quick. He's... I mean, he showed tonight his strength. is phenomenal. See for a young man. I said to... I was watching a game with my father-in-law. And uh, I said to him... I says, can you imagine him see when he's 25, 26... And he's got proper man strength. How mm-hmm. how powerful he's going to be as a centre half or as a or as a left back. I prefer him as a left back. I prefer him that kind of. I think that that marauding going forward. I think that you get Bassey running at pace with a ball. I think it terrifies people. I think that 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 kind of mass, that size, shouldn't move that quick. I I, I just think the, the actual physics of the thing is. Somebody that big shouldn't be able to run that fast. 
and mm-hmm. be able to be that powerful. And and that for me, running, see running at a left, uh, sorry, a right back with that power and that pace, he's he's um delivery like Kerr says, isn't he great? And and do you know what? He's a young boy and that can come. That and that probably will come. But do you know what? What an asset he is to the squad and for a young boy that's as I said, this is his first major season in first team football, really. So he's broken in the squad, and do you know what? Most for me, most improved player in the squad, and he's getting to the point where I think he's essential to the squad. He's got to be in it, whether yeah. he's left right or centre half. He's got to be in it. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. I mean, that says I mean, that, that speaks volumes. Yeah, you talk about his delivery. It was his delivery that set up Tava Ibrooks for the yeah. the goal against Borussia Dortmund, and and sure, look, Crypto Knights right and Bassi will have opened some eyes in the market, and that's the one thing that terrifies me because. Honestly, that performance tonight, and, and I think a lot has to be said as well for Goldson beside him. I think that's massive uh, for Calvin, but it's still up to Calvin to go out and perform. And for me now, he is a first name on the, one of the first names on the team sheet every week. Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's one of those players. It's, I mean, he's just a natural athlete, isn't he? A bit like um, Arebo. They just, you know, you can teach a lot of skill. You can't teach to be a massive unit. It's that's just natural in their ability and. Um, what I do like is when we play this sort of European formation with him in the back, when Lindstrom drops in, he almost plays as that wide centre-back. Mm-hmm. You know, we still see him marauding down the left wing at times, and I think there was a bit later on where he's just, he's just taken off, and he's, he's off, and you think, that's our centre-back. <laughs> Where's he going? But he's, um, yeah, he's just got it. And, and at times he is playing two positions, especially tonight. I don't think, you know, think Barris has covered himself in glory tonight, but um, he's, yeah, he's brilliant. I think... I think it's 50-50 between him and Goldsman, man. I'm actually, I thought Goldsman was brilliant tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I actually, maybe... Stray, I'll take that straight to you as well because Scott Thompson's put Goldsman was huge tonight. Mm, yeah, he was. Um, he was really, really good. I think, you know, maybe maybe Bassi edges it on the fact that he's still learning <laughs> learning this trade there. Um, so, that, yeah, I think... Um, I don't know which one of the guys mentioned it, maybe Mark, but I think um, Goldsman's helping him along massively. Um and I think you see that with a few of our defenders when they when they go in there with Goldson after a few games, they they do start to look a lot more solid. Uh, and Bassi is I was with Mark before, like he's a left back for me, hundred percent. But I mean, if he's going to perform like that, then you know you've you've got one of your centre backs for next season. It's maybe the left back we've got to go out and get now. And it just shows you care the importance of a certain Mister Connor Goldson. It does, Martin. I've, I don't know many times I've said that. We should. I know, well, I've been told he does want to stay, but obviously he wants a better deal. And if that's the case, then we should do what we can to keep him because see, whatever he's wanting, if it's extra, whatever he's wanting extra, we're going to have to go and buy something, aren't we? For maybe two, three, four million, or I'll get something free who are going to want a big wage as well. So, I mean, the amount of games Connor's missed for us in four seasons. You can probably count him on one hand because he's never injured, never suspended. He's always playing, and I would do everything I can to keep him because he's he's the best defender we've got. And I know he gets a lot of criticism, Connor, and I think he got most of this season because I'm not saying a contract, but at the end of the day, it's his job, and he's no he's not looking through his playing days like we do with both empty glasses. This is his job, it's his career. So, and we all know yourself if you wanted. To stay somewhere you like to work, but somebody was offering you about two or three times as much to go there. A lot of people would take the and go elsewhere, so we need to look at it that way. But you know, Connor's the best defender at Rangers. He has been for the last couple of seasons, and 
I don't criticise him because at the end of the day, like I say, that's his job. But I would want him at Rangers next season if we can do anything we can to keep him. Right, Chris, <clears throat> what's the lads' feelings leading up to the weekend in a really important game? Chris, we're 42 minutes in and I've still got about another four or five players to talk about. <laughs> and it's 5 to 11 at night. I will try my best at the end to have a quick word with the lads about Sunday. Um, but please do forgive me if we do not have a chance to go on yet. Um, we will be back. Of course, we'll be back on Sunday morning. We'll have the pre-match build-up. Um, we no longer have the Friday night live podcast. That's why I've started doing the pre-match build-ups. Build I hope you like them better. I hope you can all start tuning in um, to them. Because for me... I don't like watching, whether it's Sky, BT, whatever. I don't like watching the build-ups on the TV because nine times out of ten, James McFadden's on them, and I don't like James McFadden. So I've started uh, the Rangers Rabble pre-match build-ups. So thank you to James McFadden um, for that. A special mention, Mark, I think tonight for Ryan Jack. I thought, again, he shows how important he is to that midfield, and I wouldn't have took him off. He's one of the unsung heroes, isn't he? He's one of them. Remember years ago when when the the, the first first uh, Macaulay was a water carrier, wasn't it? And and that became a specialised position. Yeah. And it's just the 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 work that he does that goes unseen is is frightening. It's just. His work off the ball, his organisational skill and his positional play is just phenomenal. When he gets the ball as well, he's trying to get forward. And and you just, for me, you can't put a price on that. That's just something that that's either, it's either in you or it's not in you. And and it's just something that that if as, as a player, it's hard to it's hard to train somebody to do that. It's just it's either in them or it's not in them. And you need of that kind of engine and that kind of like game management to 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 work in that position. So phenomenal for me. Ryan Jack is very much an unsung hero of this team. Um, mm-hmm. we, we miss him when he's not in it, and we don't appreciate him enough when he is in it. I think is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, um, Graham Ross in the comments too is saying that he was just simply knackered. Is that fair? Yeah, I think I think we have to manage him a little bit, don't we? We can't we can't really have a repeat of recently. Um, I just think you know with his injury record, he's he's still got sub engine on him, and he's he gets around mm-hmm. that park and a bit like um a bit like Tavo, I'm sure we'll come on to, but um yeah, he's just he doesn't stop. He doesn't like I, f- I felt like even Sakala's coming on fresh legged and he was just strolling about at times. He wasn't he wasn't often he wasn't Jack won't do that. Jack will run himself into the ground until there's nothing left. Um, he's brilliant. He breaks up the play. He always tries to get the ball forward if he can. Um, yeah, he's brilliant. I, I wish I wish he'd played in a better Rangers team a bit earlier because um, I think they could have absolutely built a whole squad around him. Really, really good. Mm. KRCGM, I would have kept Jack on but understand the sub. Having said that, Kamara could have been hooked. And I really don't want to be negative at all tonight because even though we've, we've obviously lost... We're still in the semi-final of a European competition. We're 90 minutes away at home from getting into the final of a European competition. Um, but what did you make of Glenn Kamara tonight? It's not Glenn Kamara. It was. He's not been the same for this season for some reason. And I said that at half-time. My mate was over watching the game and I said at half-time, hey, take right off for 
uh, I fielding Kamara Offer Davis. <laughs> but it always it never happened, but that's what I was saying at half time. I don't know, I just think Glenn Glenn was always all he was very mobile about it midway apart. He was keeping the ball, he, he kept it well using his body, he would roll passes, he would go by folk. That seems to have lost he's lost a wee bit of that. I don't know if there's something in his mind, I don't know is he playing an injury at I don't know if it was all the stuff he suffered a couple of seasons ago. I don't know if it's that. I, mm. I don't know, Martin, to be fair, but he's only going Kamara that we were saying was worth 20, 30 million pounds a couple of seasons ago. Put that way. No, he's he's really not, Mark, is he? No, he, he struggled this season. And do you know what? See, last season, last season I thought Glenn Kamara could write his ticket and he would have wanted to go. Any team would wanted to walk into it. He could have walked into it because he was that good. He is that good. Something, something's no right. Something's no right with him. I don't know what it is. Um, it just does not seem. It seems. It doesn't seem as sharp as he was. It, it doesn't seem as motivated. I don't know if that's a that's a thing. I mean, it just doesn't seem like the same Glenn Kamara, and. I think he's a smashing player, phenomenal talent, but he's been very, this season, he's been very, very negative. He's been very play it safe, square ball, play it back, square ball, very safe. And that wasn't Glenn Kamara. Glenn Kamara was always wee sharp turn, on a half turn, beating a player with a swivel of hips, and he was away, and he was creating something. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he was an eight under Gerard last season, and he was a good eight. It, it was it was creative as well as defensively sound. So I just don't know. I just don't know what's what's happened. I don't know whether maybe he knows he's away at the end of the season. Even at that, it doesn't. I, I think Glenn. I, I don't know him, but from from what I've seen of him, I, I think he's a professional. And I don't even if Glenn knew he was away, I, I don't think he would. You would have that drop in performance. I think it's just sheerly down to confidence. I think Jesse, maybe consistency levels are just dropped. He's still obviously given hundred percent. Could it be? But... Could it be the case, Kerr, that he's a fifty gram player who we got and played exceptionally well, and now you're just seeing the other end of that fifty grand? No, he's always been one of fifty gram player. Just a deal we got with Dundee, but I mean, you can see he's technically a very good football and he's got a lot of things in his locker that can make him play at a high level. I mean, he plays with Finland and he does really well internationally as well. Mm-hmm. I just think this season something's happened. I'm not saying he's been playing really, really bad because he hasn't because when he's played in the number 10 position a few times, he's looked really good. He's scored a few goals. I just think it's consistency over this season for what we've seen. When players have a consistent level, I mean, obviously Tav's had it. Kent gets it constantly, Borners had it, I mean players levels do drop and they always do because in the day they're human, the people start to think oh they're not the same players, maybe that's just what happened with Glenn, maybe we were just expecting too much from now because he was producing it for so long last season and he's went back down to just being a 6 out of 10 instead of uh, 8 out of 10 and maybe we were wanting more. I actually think we also have to remember and Graham Ross men- mentions it as well, all that stuff with Cadella, you know, I, I know that that really, really affected Glenn. And maybe it's just unfortunate that you know that's still affecting him. Um, yeah. You know, you just you just don't know what's happening with that. But since that day, he's not he's not he's not been the same. And if that is the case, that's that's horrific. And you know, it's I just I just hope Glenn can somehow turn that around because um, he he is. Look, 
I was just putting that across as a devil's advocate point, Ken. I don't I, obviously I don't believe that. I think he's a fantastic player. And it's just a case of, I think he's lost lost a great deal of confidence. So were you surprised that we didn't see Stephen Davis? I was mortified to see Sands coming on, to be honest. I, I don't mind the lad, but I mean that game was calling out for Davis, wasn't it? Like just getting that calm head on the ball, especially around that time in the game. Just getting someone who can take the ball in, keep it, recycle it. He needed it so much. And you know, I don't I don't know what we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know if he's kind of knock, I don't know, but he's since he's come back from injury, I don't think I think he's looked the part but, you know, the few times we've seen him. So um yeah, I just I don't know if he wanted Sands to, to be dropping deeper, more defensively minded. I am not sure. Um but I think I think that was an error. I think Gio got pretty much everything spot on today. But um Sands instead of Davis, that was that was a bit baffling. Could it not maybe just be and I don't know if I'm just reaching here, Mark, please tell me if I'm was it maybe the pace of Leipzig that made Gio go for Sands over Davis? Um listen, I know look <laughs> And I'm no, I'm no, um, you know, saying he's the same, you know. But Pirlo played for Juventus after AC Milan said he wasn't good enough, and he wasn't fast at all. But he still, he still marshaled that midfield. But is there any way that, that Gio's looked at it and went, "I'll bring on Sands a bit of youth, a bit of energy," because Leipzig are so quick on the break. But even at that, the experience of Davis, I'm, I, I'm like Stu, I'm, I'm just surprised that he chose Sands over Davis. I think probably hindsight's a wonderful thing. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I think probably in hindsight, Gio would probably have brought on Davis instead of Sands. Um, but it's one of these ones. Um, Sands is more defensive minded. I think he's a big unit. I think he's more aggressive, and I think that's what he's went for. He's went for somebody that can tackle, that can that can break up play, almost like a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Rather than Davis, and probably you could have went either way if you brought Davis on. Davis could have kept the ball because we know Davis is a he's a brilliant footballer, a wonderful footballer that that he can he's always he's always available for a pass. He brings a bit of calmness to the side. Um, personally, I would I, I've gave Davis a hard time on here. And I apologised the other week because, um, in fact, it was after the Motherwell game because he was outstanding. It was absolutely outstanding. And he definitely had the legs to, to play at this level. Um, Different level, Mark. Motherwell to Leipzig. Yeah, I don't understand that. But but as you get older, as a footballer, especially somebody that, that knows the game, your first half yards in your head and... Um, Davis has got that. Davis knows on a half turn, whereas Sands is no like that yet. Sands, as I said, he's brought on rawness, but he's brought on he's brought in power. He's brought in somebody that's a big unit that can break things up, can can tackle, can and and looking to see at the game. Whereas on the other hand, he could have brought on Davis to control the ball and hold the ball up and 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 calm everybody down. So it's catch twenty two because he could have brought on either or. I think that it was just a toss, almost like a toss of the coin. He's brought on Sands and it's kind of worked, but kind of no worked to a certain extent. Whereas he could have brought Davis on and it could have been a masterstroke. So I think that he, he realizes that Davis has come to the end of his career, and I think he's he's 
want to invest more time in younger players. And I think that's a problem rather than I said it was it was the legs thing. But mm-hmm. it seems to me that he, he's wanting to invest in people that are going to be here next season. And that's what it doesn't, looks like. He doesn't do that with McGregor, though, does he? No. But, but at the true. end of the day, that's a, that's a different position. That's a specialised position. Yeah. You're, no, you're not in the middle of the park. You're no in the engine room there. So understand why he's doing that with McGregor. But as I said, I think that he's... he's See, I would disagree with that, Mark, because I think that's no more important. But that's the last right, line. Yeah. That's the yeah, last line, McGregor. 100% yeah. agree with that as well. But as I said, it's it's one of the ones that, that the engine room is is that's the la- as you said, last line of defence. But engine room is more important. So I think you could have went either way. But one thing, if they brought if they brought Davis on and we lost a goal. Why did they not bring somebody on that was more defensive? No, I look, and, and I'm not, and I, I'm not blaming really Sands. I'm, I'm not blaming Sands for anything. He didn't really, really do that much wrong. Care really did he? It's, it's just a case of you're looking for that bit of experience. I think to see the game out, you know. I think that's what it is, Martin. I think coming on with eight, nine minutes left in the, as a midfielder, there's not enough time to get into the game. So it doesn't matter if it's Sands or whatever. It's not enough time to get into the game. But the problem, with the difference is with Stephen Davis. He's been there, done it, and he's got a t-shirt. And it's nothing about legs. He's only nine minutes plus injury time to go. Mm-hmm. But he can position himself better. He can read the game better. And he can probably get involved more than Sands will. Sands will try and maybe get involved and don't know what to do because he's just on for night and it's just on for a brief minute. So it's very difficult to get into a game when you come on as a sub. Doesn't matter your position. With nine minutes to go, you bring on Stephen Davis. Did Billy shape a wee bit, Kerr? No, the goal just came free. I mean, I was just under strike, wasn't it? I mean, that guy could take an ass strike and then four times and no score. It's just one of the ones. I wouldn't blame anybody for the goal, to be fair. If we'd have scored that, I'd have said the same. Don't blame anybody. It's a goal. But I just think Stephen Davis is a guy. I just think, to be honest with you, he needs more respect. And I'm, I know Gio's probably trying to phase him out. And I get that because of his age. But to me, he still gets something in the locker. And the game just played this season, he still stands out. Stephen Davis could play play football in his slippers and he'll still be the best player in the park. He's a, he's a better player in Sands. Yeah, 100% I agree with you. He's a better player. He's a, a, Stephen Davis in his game is the best player we've got and I know John Lundstrom been playing well and Ryan Jack mm-hmm. but Davis is the best player we've got. He's seen it, done it and he's still the best player. Like I say, he can play in his slippers so I'm not going to have any disrespect to Stephen Davis because the guy for me is one of the best senior players I've ever seen. Yeah. So how are you feeling then, Stu? Um, one all down at half time. We've still got the second leg at Ibrox. How are you feeling about where the tie's sitting? I said four. I'd, I'd have taken it before, before the game kicked off. Um, you know, it, you know, it, it's, it's a bit of a blow in it to get it to concede it so late. Um, but look, Kessie, you can't blame anyone for that. Um, I think I don't. I'm trying to think how much the Celtic game is going to affect it. To be honest, like, what sort well, come of come on to that? Two things. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm just saying, like with, with the team we put out there, and then the team we put out the following week. Um, it's just it's just confidence. The lads can show confidence, which I don't think um, Glenn Kamara had a lot of tonight. But if if the rest of the lads can can just pick themselves up, you know, it's, there's not long left for this season. They've just they've just got emptied. But whatever's left in this tank, we just got absolutely emptied. Leave it all on the pitch. Um, you know, they, they would have if you told if you told me at start of the season you're going into a semi final second leg in Europe one nil down with that Ibrox crowd behind you, take it every single day of the week. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got the confidence, and I think we've just got to start fast. As long as we start fast, see everyone wanting it. I think yeah, I think, I think we do it. 
CJM's asking what time you're wrapping up. My phone is about to turn into a pumpkin. Do you want it? We can finish just now if you want. Um, but I was going to go to the guys to see where they think the, the game was going to end and then have a really, really, really quick chat about Sunday. But if you want me to go, if you want us to go just now, then I'm happy to go just now. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Kent. No, no, do you know what? No, CJM doesn't control this, this no. show. No. No, we will finish the show. Even though Kerr's looking at me like going to hurry up, Martin, because I like going to my bed because I'm busy, busy, man. Kerr's going to turn into a pumpkin. Hi, <laughs> uh, Mark. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Um, it's disappointing to lose one now, but with the second leg, I'm I'm still I'm still happy that we're still in with ninety minutes to go, a semi final in a European competition. Yeah, um. Um, I was more nervous and more anxious about this tie than I've been in a long, long time. Um, <clears throat> I think that from watching the, the game, um, I think I feel a lot better. I feel like I think we showed this mob a little bit too much respect. I think that they're a good side. They're a really good side. They're good off the ball, very good off the ball. Their press is brilliant. Their shape's good, their movement's good, their rotation's good. Um, but I don't think they're any better than some of the other teams that we've played. Um, and I think we showed them probably a wee bit too much respect in the first half. In the second half, we, we showed that we can get at them. They're no, they're no invincible, this mob. Um, and I feel a lot more confident after watching that game than I did before the game. And I think that that the Ibrox crowd's going to be massive because I think these are a very young side, and I think that they're not going to have they're not going to have experienced anything like Ibrox. I think that that um, their crowds only great. They they've not got massive massive crowds, and they're not because they're quite a new side. And I think sorry, that- sorry, Mark. Just on that, I said to my missus, I think it was about halfway through the second half. And I says to my missus likes Rangers, right? But she's not into it, into it. You know, she's one of them. Why are you so upset? See that? Does my nothing, right? But but she watches the games and she cheers and she supports and stuff. And I says to her, see this game? See that atmosphere? I'm saying, it's okay. But can you imagine that was at Ibrox? How much louder that would be? What did you make of the atmosphere tonight, Mark? It was all right, but do you know what? You heard more of the Rangers fans than you did them. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, brilliant. And, and it's no, it's not to be um, uh, put down the fact that when they come to Ibrox in a semi-final of a European tournament, that's going to be rocking. It's going to be mental at Ibrox. And I don't think they've, get, they've ever going to experience anything like it. It's going to be proper, proper jumping. And I think that they, teams will come and, and teams will, will freeze. And I think that they're a young side. They'll not have experienced anything anywhere near what they're going to experience at Ibrox. And I hope that the crowd get doubly, doubly loud. I, thought, I hope that they get right behind the squad because that, to me, is even better than a, than a 12th man. It's just massive. It's massive for this team, and you heard them talking, see the players, if you heard any of the players talking after the game, they were quite confident that once they get home to Ibrox and they get the crowd behind them, that it's going to be a different result, so 
I think you can you can put a price on that. I think that it's going to be a massive, massive game. The noise is going to be probably unprecedented at Ibrox. I think I think that the noise is going to be something special. It's going to be a special, special tie, and I feel confident going into this second tie because we're only one 0 done, and I think we've got two or three goals in us at Ibrox with a massive crowd on a massive and probably our biggest night in fourteen years. Aye, aye. I left that that comment up for care. Um, it was a better atmosphere than a Man City game on Tuesday. I was shocked at how quiet that was. Probably just as quiet as where it is at Old Trafford um, nowadays. But uh, but but care. Um, <laughs> watching that game the night for the return leg just very quickly. Has that changed your opinion about the tie overall? Are you a bit more confident? Are you a bit less confident for the return leg after that? I was always confident, Mark said that night, I was too confident. Uh, <laughs> I was always confident I can through this for some reason. Has that, that changed your mind at all? Not really, but I, 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 I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're going to come to Ibrox and we're going to battle them because I think the way they play, they're quick up front and they can cause us problems, so we have to watch ourselves at the back, but I think we will score and I still think we'll go through. I just hope Ruth's fit or... Of course, they've been fat and we play be starting, and but I think we will go through. Yeah, I'm confident. I don't know why. I'm just confident getting to the final. Good. That's what I like to hear. Very quickly, guys, because I'm conscious that we've been on for over, over an hour. And before we started, I said to my missus, "There wasn't much in the game, so this won't that the, the reaction won't take long, and we'll be off." And she says to me, "I've heard that a thousand times, Martin." Um, there you go. Um, care coming straight back to you. What did we do for Sunday? What does Gio do um, in terms of team selection? Um, do we change it up quite a bit? Do we a bit of rotation, or does he go away roughly the same team? To me, the league's gone, Martin, so I just played the academy team. I said that on night as well. Maybe some of the French players in the first team is not going to feature on Thursday. Probably Stephen Davis. But I, I would go with the academy team. <laughs> I would, because Celtic are going to come out and think oh we are the we are, we are this we are that we're going to beat you this is we're going to win the league back we threw it away ourselves we threw it away so the league's gone let's focus on the europa league and the scottish cup let them have sunday i'm going to the game on sunday so i'll just be there for some singing and whatever i'll but, take your ticket care if you don't want to go no it's, no it's fine i'm going to, i don't i don't mind going there <laughs> just for a bit of singing it's not really friendly else it doesn't bother me sunday i don't like getting boot them don't get me wrong but i would be like lowry king in that game i know geo only but I would do it because we need to keep our players for Thursday because Thursday is our most important game, what Mark said, for 14 years. So if that, that comes first, no Celtic. I'm sorry. Stu, you know, there's, there's, there's people out there who will say, look, the league's not over until it's mathematically over. And if we go there with a severely weakened team, if we go there with, like, Kerr says, the youth team and we get beat or whatever, um, then the league's obviously 100% over. Um, what do you do on Sunday? Do you do you bring in a couple of people? Do you do you change most of the team? Do we do we go for their throats? Do we sit back? What do you do? I think we rotate, but not not massively. Um, I'd like to sit and, and say the same as Kev, but I know if we start conceding shit goals, I'll be fuming. Um, <laughs> it's it is tough, but I think I don't know. I think I know they look knackered. We do look knackered, but I think these players like thrive on the games. Do you know what I mean? Like. This Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, they, we play so well when we've got that. When we have the break is when we saw, especially the winter ones, it's generally, that's when we get the dip. Um, I think 
the ones that really need the rest, we give the rest to. I think the rest are going to want to play. I, I don't, you know, you're not going to see Tav dropped. You're not going to see Goldson dropped. Um, I'd bring Davis in, definitely. Um, yeah. Do you play Jack, Stu? Do you play Lundstrom? Does Kent start? Oh, tough. I'd be tempted to give Kent a break. Um, I thought he was not quite at it tonight. Um, he looked a bit leggy. Is that no? But is that because he got left out in the multiple games too? Possibly, yeah. Possibly, yeah. They've changed my mind. I'd start Kent. <laughs> Kent <in. laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I would have Kent then. Um, yeah, I think I think give Jack the rest. Lundstrom plays. Davis plays. Uh, I'm I'm just a bit stuck on if I don't know. I don't think they said Ruth's back, is he? But even if he was, I don't think I think he's got to be rested regardless for, for the following week. Um, I'd love to see Lowry. If that's the one player, I would love to see if we can get him in. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to change massive. I just don't think Joe's that sort of manager. I don't think he's going to make huge changes. Um, but I still want to beat him. I just I can't, I can't stand him. I want to beat he, him. He won't play Lowry, um, Mark. No, it's, all, it's, it's all well and good saying, look, play this guy, play that guy. But... You know, if, if, if for example, we, we played a full youth team and it went 1-0, 2-0, 3-0 to them, then we, we'd all be on Gio's back shouting and screaming. So although I think most of us have sadly came to the conclusion that for them to drop seven points in four games is pretty much nigh on impossible. So, so you know, as, as much as I hate to concede that, I would have to be really, really blue tinted specs fully on if I wasn't turning around and saying that look, the league's over, they've won the league but also in saying that if Gio goes with a fully rotated squad and look we could we, if he goes with a fully rotated squad we could win we could still win but if he, if he goes with a fully rotated squad and we take a, a heavy beating then there'll be questions asked so what does Gio do Mark? For me Gio rotates and rests a lot of players. I think the league's gone. And I think probably that the world is irrelevant. They're irrelevant to us at the moment. We've got bigger fish to fry. Is that irrelevant if we completely change the squad and you beat four, five, six now? Does it become irrelevant then? For me, if you play the youth and we get better, it's a learning curve. So you've got to take the positive out of that. Um, for me, I don't want to get better them. I hate them, but we have, at the minute, we've got bigger fish to fry and we need to concentrate on what what is important to us at the moment. At the moment, they're not going to drop points. Even if we beat them, they're not going to drop points. So, well, if we beat them, then they automatically drop three points. Yeah, but I mean, they're not going to drop, they're not <laughs> going to drop another three or four points in three games. Let's face it. Even if, even if they draw one game, Still not enough. I know that this mathematically possible and impossible thing is, but let's be realistic. We're all we're all we've, we've seen the game many many times. These things happen once in a blue moon. They are irrelevant to us at the minute. What's more important to us is this European tie. We need to just concentrate on this European tie. League's gone. Um. As much as we would like and and would want and hope and pray that something is going to happen, 
it happens once in a blue moon. Helicopter Sunday was fantastic, but how many times is that going to happen? It's no. So I think we need to look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture is, even monetary-wise, the bigger picture is Europe. Even for the point of funds going through, we get through, I think they're talking about 15.5 million if we get through to the final. If you win the final again, you're another 5 million. Top of that. So they're irrelevant. A million quid or two million quid or whatever it is for winning the winning the league is irrelevant to us. Europe is a bigger picture. As much as it pains me to say it, I'm a realist and realistically they're irrelevant to us. The bigger picture is this European tie. And once this European tie's done, if we don't get through, the bigger picture is Scottish Cup to win trophies. So this league is irrelevant. They are irrelevant to us and we need to move on. I understand that, right? And listen, they're always irrelevant, right? That, that's just the natural order of things. But care, Thomas Skinner says it. It's not over in my mind, Rangers, till I die. So there will be supporters out there, care who will say, look, it's not over. So, you know, Gio's got a, has Gio got a balance in it when it comes to Honestly, Sunday? yeah, I think, I personally think Gio plays strongest team because I think that's the type of character he is. Yeah. I just hope we don't get injuries because I don't think Celtic will give a toss if they go in with some challenges and all that on Sunday because they couldn't care less if we go through on Thursday. And that's what I don't want to happen. We're doing enough players now in injuries. Mm. I don't want maybe Tav getting injured or Lundstrom or another striker, do you know what I mean? Just because I'm playing Celtic. It's, see, if the league was only three points and we were sitting on level, then that's fine, you go for it. But I don't know, I think there's a better chance of Santa being alive and was winning the league this season, being honest with you, man, I told you well, it was over and Celtic only going to drop points because Motherwell on Saturday looked like their season was over. But we went down to 10 men, Motherwell looked like they were on holiday. I was yeah. at someone who's game, the two of their teams looked like they were on holiday. Ross County looked the same. And apart from maybe Hearts, who else is going to take points off Celtic? United, I'm not going to take points off them, do you know what I mean? So we're not going to get their points back. So Thursday's more important to me. We need to get to two European finals in 14 years. would be phenomenal for any club, no I mind, a club in Scotland. So I think Thursday comes first and I'll play strongest team, but I just hope nobody gets injured. Alan Simpson's asking, Stu, what happened? Whatever happened to no surrender? I think it's lose-lose for Gio, to be honest. I think if he, if he rests everyone and we get, we get hammered, on Geo if he rests and we lose narrowly and then they drop points in the very next game it's on Geo because he didn't play his full squad to, to get us back in the league if we play a full squad and get injured it's on Geo because he played a full he's, I don't think he can win this one um, as I said before I think we rotate a little bit we've still got to go through it we still we still got to get in their heads for next season as well do you know what I mean like back to back wins over them just leave a little bit of doubt in there they're, I think they're going to win it I, don't, I can't see a, 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 a you know a world where they don't win it this season but I'd, I'd still want to go there and beat him every single time. So I'd say rest a few and we go for it. We just go for the throat as we always do. I think we'll leave it there, gents, because that's nearly an hour and 15 minutes and I've got work in the morning and I'm pretty sure loads of people watching have got work in the morning. Kerr's nodding his head vigorously there. Okay. Uh, he's, Mark's obviously a multi-millionaire, so he doesn't have to work in the morning. Um, and Stu... I've got no idea what Stu does, so I, I couldn't even... Work from home, though, so I can get up late and all that much. 
Well, Stu's an asshole. Mark's his last half a billion. <laughs> Mark's doing his last half a billion. I know. If only the people in the comments could see where Mark's got their holiday planned for. Yeah, there you, you go. What? There you go. <laughs> um, but hey, the rabble we'll, on tour. I uh, will leave it there. We'll leave it there. Uh, listen, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Please do like and subscribe. We've recently passed five thousand subscribers, so we want to get to six thousand, seven thousand, and you know, using all the rest of the numbers because I don't. I know it in German, but I don't know in English. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. We, we, we will be back on Sunday. Um. Oh my god, my mind went blank. What time's kick off on Sunday? 12 o'clock? Aye, 12 o'clock. We'll be back at 11 a.m. on Sunday for the pre-match build-up. I've got no idea who's on it because I'm so tired and I'm so drained after watching that. And then, of course, we'll have the reaction. Then we'll be back on Tuesday and then Thursday pre-match build-up, of course, and then Thursday reaction as well. So listen, thank you to everybody for watching please do by the way as well see when it's finished come back in and leave a wee comment because that helps share the pod as well make sure you like it make sure you subscribe make sure you turn on the notifications mark care Stu, guys thank you very very much for coming on you just can all go away and go to your bed thank you to everybody for watching and we'll see you on sunday at 11 a.m Podcast Network.